The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not that of the GUI Media Network or associated brands and sponsors. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity, because clothing is a prison and society will not cage me. In a world with too many reboots and remakes, two men will stop it on nothing to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Hello, geeks and cinephiles, and welcome to a new mini-episode for Smack My Pitch Up. We are doing mashups. When last you saw us, we were in Demolition Man, uh, doing our best to ruin the already challenging movie of uh, Demolition Man by reboot- rebooting, remaking, sequeling, and uh, sidequeling, and reimagining. That's all the things. The all Sylvester the things. Stallone classic. Yes, uh, with me as always is Tondi. What's up, gang? My uh, partner in crime here in Mega City. Or, no, Mega no, City no. One. Oh, the Mega City. No, I guess Dread. Mega City One is Dread, Judge Dredd, isn't yeah. it? That's the other. No, we're, ro- no, we're, we're in uh, San Angeles. I'm sorry, I get the, I get all the Sylvester Stallone, Rob Schneider vehicles mixed up uh, <laughs> from the '90s. But uh, all the future. It's all the future. It's the future. <laughs> uh, the San, '90s future. '90s San Angeles is uh, where where yeah. we've been living. And uh, for this mashup, instead of normally we would do a short list episode or uh, or sometimes skip a week. We're going to try to do short lists as well, but we're also going to be trying to do the mashups that we'd normally spend only just a minute or two on the episode doing. Uh, we wanted to give that a little bit more breathing room. So using that as the mini-sode where we could really flesh out these ideas more seems like a lot more fun. So It's going to be so fun. And also, improv is my weakest skill. Yay! Yay! <laughs> but fortunately, you are enough of a cinephile that there are going to be concepts coming up that we can definitely work into a nice uh, hearty pudding of sadness uh, here on, mm. uh, on the little, little failure pile of a sadness bowl, some mashed potatoes, mm. some KFC fried chicken. What else did they put in their corn? Mm. Cause at the end it's like, you're already doing terrible things to your body and you're going to pay for it later. Why not know when it happens by marking it with corn? <laughs> <laughs> That's the corn. A little memento that comes back to you. Corn is like the buoys and jaws that they shoot to hit the shark, so they can tell when the shark's nearby. <laughs> that's that's what corn is for food. It's like you know, yeah, it's yeah. So you don't forget. Oh, I had corn. Oh, that's right. We went to a cookout last weekend. Yeah, and then you're like, there it is. Yep, that's that's how long it takes. <laughs> oh, I think I'm be sick. <laughs> so. Just like corn, uh, we're coming back to haunt you with uh, this Demolition Man mashup episode. And uh, when we talked about it a little on the episode, one of the ones that I did want to play with a little bit, at least kind of give it the foundation, and then we can add more shit to it if we want, um, take away if we like, is uh, the idea that somehow Demolition Man takes place in the same universe as Idiocracy. I, oh, I, yeah. I really liked that concept. And uh, one thing I was thinking is that if, the president that we don't see in San Angeles at any point, there's the weird like cult leader politician guy, I guess that he's has many, many hats uh-huh. that he wears. 
Uh, but we don't see if there's anybody that's technically above him in the rest of the world, you know, in the rest of the, the country. Mm-hmm. So why not make that Luke Wilson? And the rest of the world looks like idiocracy. <laughs> San Angeles yeah, is this yeah. little... Yeah, I can definitely see that. This little, ver- like, still idiots, but <laughs> with this, like, quote-unquote, you know, utopia that they've developed. Yeah, I like that. How about that? How about Luke Wilson? And then um, the the vice president, the second smartest man in the world can be, oh, how did Simon Phoenix get in there? Boom. You got your little uh, Simon Phoenix influence there uh, saying racist things. And yeah, just, just having a good old time. Drinking Brondo. <laughs> having Drinking people, Brondo. Having people follow and, around, and, just scratching records whenever he, whenever he decides to like, I don't <laughs> beatbox or whatever. They Watering they the crops be- with Mountain Dew Black or whatever stereotypical Mountain Dew they could put in there. Yeah. <laughs> just get way more racist than demolition man was which is already like there's a bar there for sure no no you can't have the mountain dew yellow that's just for certain people and mountain (laughs) dew red we don't have as much of an audience as we did before because we did things to them but those are just for those people i don't think i don't think the mountain dew colors are like the power rangers where it dictates the ethnicity (laughs) of the person that's in the outfit like i don't think in the idiocracy future it is i think yeah maybe more (laughs) in the future What's the most popular Mountain Dew? It's peach. It's peach dew. Peach dew is the peach most dew. popular dew by far. Do you have do you have a pasty Mountain Dew? I was like that's <laughs> that's yeah, a, just light peach. Just light it's, peach. It's diet peach. It's diet peach. Yeah, that sounds like a dystopia to me. That all I can drink or, or water my plants with is light peach. Brondo is, is diet yeah, peach dew. dew. Yeah. <laughs> Whew. Brondo. <laughs> So, okay, so VP is uh, is Simon Phoenix, and you've got Luke Wilson, who's unawares, is, is left unawares of the previous transgressions of Simon Phoenix. And here comes... Of the villainy of Simon Phoenix. Yes. yes. And here comes Sly Stallone, the Italian stallion himself, here to uh, try to stop Phoenix from what he probably assumes is a nefarious plan. And considering he's a politician, that's also a safe bet. That's usually how that works. Yes. Yeah. Um, but but the the rub is that uh, President Luke Wilson cannot tell the difference between this past man sliced alone and anybody else in the idiocracy because he talks like this and he's Sylvester Stallone. And it, also, this isn't in San Angeles anymore, so his hyper-aggressive nature is not uncommon in this version. Because <laughs> everybody's jacked on Brondo. It's like, I couldn't figure out the three seashells either. <laughs> Just <laughs> place lousy with toilet paper. Nobody knows how to use the three seashells. They have the booze to fuck instead of trying to use the virtual helmet. So they're, they're kind of good to go. <laughs> instead of the, uh, the jingles, the jingle station is popular. It's just K rock, which is just kid rock. Non- nonstop 24 <laughs> seven. It's kid rock. And then if you're older and more cultured then it's GNR. Right. Just nothing but GNR. Those are the those are the people that aren't like chugging their whiskey. They're just doing one shot at a time, you know. Yeah. Like a classy person. <laughs> yeah. Like someone who knows something. <laughs> I don't like to pass out until the end of the record. So I gotta do it one shot at a time. That's uh My I, daddy gifted me this culture. This is starting to sound too similar to <laughs> aspects of modern day, uh, if you know where to go. So <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, idiocracy was very prescient. So, like, yeah. we all thought it was a joke. And then uh, 
basically, I'm not even going to go into all the things that happened that made us say, oh God, what is, is this us? Is this, is this movie about us? But the movie was about us. So. That's like that realization with Idiocracy where it's the, like that scene in a movie where there's a woman that's like laughing hysterically and it slowly like fades from laughter into crying. And then like at the, in the <laughs> middle point, there's like laughing and crying happening in, happening in tangent with one another. And it's truly, truly terrifying. Anytime you see like a <laughs> sobbing, laughing woman, just run the opposite direction. Do not stop until you can't breathe. Uh, get as far yes, away as humanly possible. Self-awareness is truly terrifying. <laughs> it hurts my feelings to know that I would definitely live in a world of Mountain Dew and fuck booths. And what what did they eat in the idiocracy world? Probably Captain Crunch, unlimited Captain Crunch. No, wasn't didn't Dak Shepard have like just a chicken bucket that he was like going to masturbate while eating out of? I think was his plan. <laughs> yeah, I believe okay. so. It's been a while. So that's why that's the thing is that east uh, or west of the Rockies is Taco Bell, but east of the Rockies is KFC. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the in the like a specific strip running down the Rockies, it's it's the combination restaurants where you get the little restaurants that have both the KFC and the Taco Bell and as one place. Except Arizona that only has Pizza Huts. (laughs) (laughs) And you get the personal pan pizzas in there, too. Like it's Target. Oh, man. Um, I used to I used to fuck up the Target little personal pan pizzas when I was a kid because that was like a special treat because they're delicious and they're great and also we n- never got to have them so when we did when we behaved ourselves on a Target which is a challenge because it's Target there's lots of really cool shit for very affordable prices Target pay more spend less dream dream more I don't remember what the ti- their tagline is see what what we're um, establishing folks is that uh, we've already been living in the idiocracy like we. Personally, we for years and years have already been living in this idiocracy. Like uh, if you caught the last episode and you caught me waxing uh, philosophically and lovingly about the chili cheese burrito, then you know (laughs) that we are. This is us. You got to remember that we're of the age that we grew up in the Jolt Cola generation where we knew we were doing terrible things to our body. We did not care. We had Jolt. We had Surge. It was when Red Bull was nasty. That was even before they changed the formula to Four Loco from like the one that killed people, literally killed people, people yeah. to, to the one that would like only just got you it was very like drunk. Eight cups of coffee, <laughs> eight cups of coffee and cough syrup was the old Four Loco recipe. And back when they had yellow jackets, which were the trucker pills that you could get at Ooh, every counter. Yes. Trucker speed. And when I worked in restaurants, like on swing shifts, I basically woke up and immediately took a yellow jacket and then went to work like a maniac. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was, um, there were two different ones that I took in restaurants too, because restaurant people hate themselves. And then one day after taking this truck, ephedrine, yep. it's what they use to make meth now. And it's why it's illegal, but uh, you could buy ephedrine and uh, take it. It was supposed to be a workout supplement, and so I'd be at work jacked all the time because uh, that's what restaurant people do because they don't sleep. And one day at work, uh, basically one side of my brain shut down, like I couldn't see out of Jesus. like what like one part of my vision, but it was both eyes, and I couldn't form a sentence, and I had to sit down for about ten minutes at work, and that's when I stopped taking trucker speed, and I'm not dead, yay! yay. Uh, this is an example of why we know each other from the stand-up comedy scene 
is because just about every comedian that you could ever meet is going to have similar stories about abusing their bodies and uh, probably also working. This in the was legal, industry. though, folks. This was over the counter. You could buy this stuff over the counter. Yeah, I think it was like three or four pills for like three dollars. It was not expensive. Yeah, at all. It, it's so you could you could die of a heart attack while driving. Yeah. And people did. I think the reason they took it off the shelves is some like high school college kid like had a heart attack on the field because he was all jacked up on yellow jackets. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds that sounds about right. So while we're pitching this this combined movie, we've lived it. We've lived this movie. Yep. Uh, we had Sly Stallone as a constant presence in our life in the 90s. And uh, yeah. So you, early you, 2000s, you kids nowadays lived. with your five hour energies thinking you're hard in, in the idiocracy. <laughs> that we lived in that would just say meth on it and it'd be like liquid meth in a bottle <laughs> and it would yes it would just be meth and it would taste nasty and you'd walk through the fan and share it with the nearest homeless and i would be like oh is that liquid meth and you'd be like yeah you want some liquid meth dude and you'd you'd share this swill with your local homeless person because you guys were bros and then you would like pour it into the little mini mini bottles of jägermeister and shake it up and have that as a drink so that you can stay up all night partying hard, drinking Jaeger and uh, liquid meth. Yeah, that's. Oh, I, I don't. I don't. Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> there was a, a limit. There's there's two things that I don't won't really drink anymore. Jaeger. And that's just by a choice that I made that there was it was time for that to be a thing of the past. Yeah, um, it's poison. It is poison. <laughs> And Goldslogger is poison, and Rumpelmintz is poison. Um, and the other one was tequila, which wasn't really a choice as so, so much as a necessity. Um, that <laughs> I had enough bad experiences. That's like that. Everybody's had experience where they have have not even an ex, just somebody that they like fucked around with years ago that was like just so unhinged that like. And you're weirdly into it. Like, and you know that that's bad. Like, you know that. Why are you so bad for me? Yeah. You know, they're bad for, you, you know, that, that they're no, nobody that you really want to like form a relationship with because they can't like keep their own shit together. And you, <laughs> at the other time, you're not keeping your shit together well either. But by comparison, it's like, oh, wow, I have my shit together. And th that's bad. Yeah. You, you should have never a, be the a, one. A broke back mountain relationship with tequila. Why can't I quit you? Yeah. That's that's tequila is uh, the one like, no, no, I mm, mm -mm, no I, I can't anymore. I cannot do this anymore. Yeah, that's me and bourbon. So, yes, I, <laughs> I feel your pain one thousand percent. And that's why maybe like we would be there would be such like a home for people that can't live in the idiocracy <laughs> that they just bitch about all the liquor they can't drink anymore. <laughs> and they just, just Yeah, that, that's that is that is just what comes after the. So in the idiocracy, everybody waits tables and then whatever comes after that's, that's where we are. So it's, it's sales, it's it, it's uh nursing, a lot of nursing, a lot of but nursing, yeah, remembering the old days and being grateful that you lived is probably 70% of it. I never knew I would know so many people that were truckers. Like, <laughs> like I used, I used to cook at a truck stop when I was younger, much younger. Um, and I knew I know more truckers now than I knew <laughs> truckers when I worked at a truck stop. Like that's been that's this, crazy. A, a place where a lot of people are going is that, you know, people that kind of reach the dead end of retail or restaurant. And they're like, all my experience for the past 20 years has been in retail or restaurants. And I don't want to do that. And one of the, I wouldn't say easy pass cause it's not, but one of the, well, CPL is, is, is a fairly easy path to making 
pretty good money. Exactly. So. Like it's it's a it's a short distance between you know it is a lot of training and you have to get your licensure and stuff and all that. But but once you do that, then you're pretty much from the get go making decent money. So so that's that's the job that Stallone has after they figure out that he cannot be a cop in the future because he hurts too many people. Oh my God, please. He's, and he's, he's as long get as there's this one scene where it just got St- <laughs> Stallone from over the top in the next truck over looking at <laughs> Stallone from demolition, man, uh, we do that. And then I'm, I'm on board 100% with this idea. Stallone wants to wrestle Stallone. So Stallone shoots Stallone. Y- yes. And <laughs> then it's like that. Uh, Oh, what, what movie was it? Wasn't there like a Jean-Claude Van Damme film where he like was fighting his twin or something? Well, there was a Jean-Claude Van Damme film where he fought with his twin. They they were twin brothers who had been separated their entire lives. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. And that one was called I Have No Idea, but I do remember that that was a movie and one brother could do martial arts and the other brother was like a slick uh, thief guy or something. And yeah. I think it was that called was like very du- popular in the nineties. Double team or something. Yeah, it was probably actually double team was the one he did with Rodman, wasn't it? Oh my god, that was the one with Rodman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there had to be something that was vaguely sounded like a sports reference in there. Man, uh, in the nineties, anybody could do a movie, including Kim you know, Jong Un's best friend. Yes, uh, Dennis Rodman should be in this mashup movie somewhere. Oh, one hundred. And what's he doing? What's he doing? He's he's just being Dennis Rodman somewhere. So, like, yeah, let him come on in. <laughs> Making, like, $10,000 an appearance to talk about how his penis got broken three times. Yep. just t- Or just hanging out in North Korea with his buddies, you know, just doing his thing. <laughs> can, can I take one of these nukes home? Or Yeah, right? <laughs> this is like a parting <laughs> gift. I don't know. But that's weird. Rodman, I understand because of his abilities as an actor why he did not do a lot of acting in the, uh, in, in the nineties in his oh, popularity. Terrible. Um, Shaq. He's worse than Shaq. Well, see, he's Shaq, worse than Shaq. And sh- the thing with Shaq though, is that even when he was a bad actor, it was still kind of charming. Like it, it like steel, which is technically am, a Superman character. Uh, yeah. Or cause I am, um, that he's still, he's a terrible actor, terrible, awful, yeah. still charming. Still but Shaq charming. got to try stuff. Shaq was like the biggest, freak sensation in the world so we got to like release a successful rap album i think his album with platinum or something he had yep. a video game shack foo shack foo yeah 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 the the 90s were a golden age of just you know what you're famous it was like the last generation of you're famous so you can do anything like you're you're universally famous you can do anything that's what people we aren't do. that kind of universally famous now so because the the future of 1996 is where Hi- simon phoenix comes from so that's prime time for like the dream team era of the NBA where you had like Shaq and Jordan and, uh, and I've oh got who else? Magic Johnson and Magic Johnson, Charles Barkley, uh, yeah. Ewing, Ewing, I think was still playing at that point. Uh huh. But you get, big you get a Frankenstein. Few, yeah. Yeah. You get, you get a few of the big name basketball players from the nineties and Simon Phoenix talks about like bringing his crew back. Um, uh, <laughs> and then it's just, the, the like 1994 dream team that comes back that are towering over five foot five Wesley Snipes or however tall he is. He's not a tall man. I, I think that and they just, right. they're like, you know what, whatever you had planned, I don't want to do that. Uh, there is a strip club about a hundred yards away from here. We still have past money. That's worth a lot in our pockets. 
we're just going to go do blow and hang out with strippers. Is that cool? <laughs> and then that's the movie. That's the rest and of the Stallone movie. Stallone comes in and he's like, I, I want to do fun stuff. Get out of here, cop. Get <laughs> out of here. Narc. Where's the narc? Just everybody's <laughs> anti-narc. Even other cops are like, where's the narc at? Let's get him. <laughs> I, would, uh, I would love to see like a, a team up, though, of like, if we could somehow get Luke Wilson to be like the Rob Corddry character of the this version of Demolition Man, where he ends up like buddy cop movieing with Stallone, trying to take down Simon Phoenix, that like maybe like takes the throne of the president or something, and they have to. Yeah, like, I would stop love to him. see that as the everyman trying to bumble his way through this action movie, getting punched it like square in the nose and going ow. And Luke Wilson just like his brother Luke Wilsoning <laughs> and- all the time, which is just like. <laughs> His reaction to stuff is non-existent. When stuff happens, he just has to verbally say like, oh, that's a surprise to me. (laughs) Because there's no reaction on his face ever about anything. Oh, and then to to make it even better, Owen shows up as his counterpart that's teaming with Wesley Snipes. So it's Stallone and uh, Luke Wilson versus Snipes and Owen Wilson. The Wilson brothers return. (laughs) Yeah. I, if we, somehow we can work this into a backdoor sequel to Bottle Rocket, I'm in. But I don't Rockets, yeah, all over again. <laughs> Bottle Rockets all over again. Be incredible. But no, I think the yeah, Wilson. That's the well, nose punch, yeah. The nose punch for sure, yeah. The yeah, the Wilson brothers at odds with one another, bringing back Simon Phoenix and uh, what was Stallone's name in that? It's just it's it's Stallone. Oh, I mean, John Spartan. John Spartan. It's John it's Spartan. John Spartan. Um, I I see this as. A moneymaker for sure. You, you get and that. And then, and then, uh, to, if you want to really go wild with it, this action movie, this balls out craziness, this social commentary is directed by what? Wes Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Dollhouse um, Cinematics Stallone. There's just, there's so much like white affluence in the post apocalyptic, <laughs> like a corporate hellscape or, or, yeah, fast food hellscape that is uh, idiocracy. Yeah, that I feel like I don't belong in this world, and he didn't. Alex, uh, <laughs> what's his face? Um, the Shadow. Alex um, Baldwin. Uh, Alex Baldwin is narrating, yeah. and he didn't. He did not belong in that. He did not, not belong. <laughs> Stanley Tucci shows up for no reason, just being <laughs> Stanley Tucci. And Bill Murray's just love like it. eating a popsicle in the background with like a little beret <laughs> on. Good to go. Tilted jauntily. <laughs> of course. You gotta have a, a jaunty tilt on your beret. <laughs> I think that might be the name of this episode is Jaunty Beret Tilt, I think is uh Yeah, Jaunty Tilt, yeah. Jaunty Tilt is a fantastic name for a Wes Anderson movie. Uh doesn't even need context. No. It's just a bunch of people uncomfortably sitting in a room together all wearing berets, and then <laughs> it would win all the festival awards. Oh, no, it's the return of Gwyneth Paltrow. Nobody asked for that. Nobody asked for that. (laughs) Go back to Goop where you belong. (laughs) It is funny to see anybody interact with uh, her on, like, interview shows or anything that she does uh, that is, like, somebody that's acted with her in the past because these all seem, like, perfectly lovely. They're not being mean to her or anything. I'm sure that she was perfectly nice to them, but also so fucking new-agey where... She wasn't a problem per se, but was also just, I don't know what to do with you. There's like vagina balls and and candles and uh, weird 
goop stuff. I mean, she's a character. She's she's Anna Delvey, basically. I don't know if you've watched uh, what Creating Anna or whatever on Netflix, but it's about a woman who creates a a socialite persona for herself so that she can build money out of New York's finest uh, social uh, standing people or whatever. And that's when Paltrow, you know, she is that character by birth, but she's she's almost like a, a cartoon character with her pussy scented candles and and she, such the thing is if this is like a at one point she just shows up on a, like a, a today show or something and she goes the aristocrats and then that's, that's the end of it um she's my favorite person to ever exist i'm on board and everybody like the, claps for gwyneth paltrow yeah, like this oh man brilliant wow that was brilliant wow that was incredible that would be <laughs> just the best uh somehow i don't think that's the plan but if she was to pull that off i mean like it was vagina candles. You said nothing. You said nothing. What is wrong with you? Would be great. I would I would love to see Gwyneth Paltrow be playing the long game. That's Shakespeare in love to now the aristocrats. Fantastic. <laughs> that would be great. That that's a level of dedication that you're not even gonna see from the most method of actors in Hollywood. So that that mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> yeah, it'd be her and um Oh, who's who's the uh, the the most method actor in Hollywood? The guy from The Last of the Mohicans, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. It's, it's a it's a bit that she and Daniel Day Lewis have been planning for twenty plus years. No, at the end of it, she says the aristocrats and pulls off her mask, and it is Daniel. It Day is Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. Oh, oh, that I love it. That candle smells like my vagina. <laughs> Oh, Daniel Day Lewis and that vagina smelled wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. People just crying, clapping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he he won an award with no movie associated because he's that damn good. He, he won an award. He won an Oscar for being Daniel Day Lewis <laughs> and also Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, uh, I think he deserved it. Honestly, I would make one out of mashed potatoes for him because yes, I respect the craft. And on that note, we are uh, at the tail end of, I, I think we fully fleshed out this mashup of idiocracy uh, <laughs> <laughs> and demolition, man. Um, uh, that was That's great. So yeah, it's a buddy, the, the Wilson brothers present a uh, a buddy comedy action movie of uh, demolition, man, in the Yes, we have future. completely demolished this idea. It has been destroyed. It's, it's a quivering pile on the floor. Probably need to spray some Febreze in the room. Uh, right now. Yeah. Or or at least a little Brondo in a spritzer <laughs> bottle, you know, for good measure. Thank you, Tondi, for helping me on this exploration through the uh, trash piles of the future. Yes. Ah. And uh, thank you so much for taking a listen to this new little mashup. I think I, I had a really good time. So I think we're going to be doing some more mashup minis um, on the off weeks uh, moving forward. Because, yeah, it's just a fun time to play. It's free associate. Good times. And, Damn Skippy. And no, no prep. This, this is good. Which I do appreciate no prep either. So, uh, so we'll definitely check Mike out. Mike loves no prep. No prep makes me feel like pooping my pants. <laughs> That's why we work well in tandem with one another. I'm never prepared <laughs> and you're always prepared. So hooray. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you want to see uh, the full length episodes and the minis, make sure to rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe to Smack My Pitch Up. Subscribe to all the other shows on the GUI network. You can find the links to all those shows at GUIpodcast.com. Also check out, Donnie has another show called My Handle is Jonathan Blade. Where can we find that? Yeah, check me out on My Handle is Jonathan Blade on all of your popular podcatchers, anywhere that you listen to a podcast. 
You can find my handle is Jonathan Blade. Nice. And uh, we'll find you next time for another full-length episode of Smack My Pitch Up. So, uh, as we say, I don't, we, don't, we don't say anything. This is the first mashup episode. So, Something about, where's my pitch? You better come over here because you're about to get smacked. You, you, you're gonna, you're gonna pitch that smack. No, wait, that's not. You're, yeah. Cool. I'm smack you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>the hobbit here lowdown brown inviting you to check out geek some of the influence of podcast that pairs booze with conversation with good friends and a little nerd culture we get a lot of colorful conversation out of our episodes but it is here for everyone no gatekeeping always level up everything we do we'll punch up never punch down exactly so check out geeks under the influence everywhere you get your podcast and join us or die shut the fuck up hobbit Welcome to GUI Nights. GUI Nights. Yeah, I am Lowdown Brown. With me as always, Mike the Hobbit. This is the tangential side of GUI. This is like so many of those other shows that has the after the show bit mixed with a little bit of Baywatch Nights, so it's a little sexier. It's a little bit after hours. Also while tying it into the previous episode of GUI, so look forward to that too because this comes out the week after the flagship hour-long episode. So make sure to check out GUI Nights, and uh, when you're done, you can go the fuck home. My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com.